Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Sports Radio 610 presents... Pain and Pendergast. Right, we're going to let you guys be the judge. Are Pain and Pendergast the epitome of what's wrong with Houston Texan fans? And actually, let's let's do this. We've got the audio here. This is we've got in the loop. Who and it's Lo, Lopez kind of leading the charge on this. That Lopez wants to dive headfirst into free agency. He feels that free agency is the way to get the Texans to the promised land that it's mm-hmm. much more it's a much more it's a much safer bet in terms of success rate than the draft which is coin flips all over the place. So here I guess the best way to sum up in the loops view on free agency and we'll have John going in on us in just a little bit but just to lay the groundwork here I think there's a promo running right now that I think kind of encapsulates where John and Landry are on how the Texans should attack free agency this offseason. In the loop. When I hear this discussion about how to spend and all that, I don't know that we're fully grasping that for the next few years, C.J. Stroud is going to be on his rookie deal. Somebody's like, can you sign Mike Evans and Saquon? Yes. Yes, you can. And you're not mortgaging the future. You're not all of a sudden in cap hell. You're still going to have cap space. Okay. Your lunch break. Okay, so, so Landry points out C.J. rookie deal, which is a very valid point. John is very specific, and I don't think we're just isolating this promo and saying, "Oh, this is well, like like that." That was an outlier for John to say that, and we're applying it to his overall view. Like he's very adamant; he wants Mike Evans and Saquon Barkley. Yeah, that's John's big thing. Is he and and, and he really is not all that concerned about what the cost might be of either guy. Right, got right. the money. Yeah, smoke and him if you like, got him. It's, hey, it's Mike Evans and it's Saquon Barkley. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to sign those two guys specifically. Right, right. Yeah, and I and I think I've been pretty clear. Like I, I'm not an I'm not anti Mike Evans signing. Like I'm not anti Saquon Barkley. I think I'm a little, probably a little more on the Barkley train than you are, Seth. But but uh, but I, I don't want to spend stupid money. That's the I'm thing. cool with spending money. I but like. Like, the, this is the problem with the Mike Evans signing. And I would love Mike Evans. But if you sign Mike Evans, a, a 31-year-old wide receiver, yeah. um, to a big contract, right. on a, to a position where you already have two really good young players, well, you still have huge holes. I don't, I don't think people understand exactly, like, what the roster looks like right now and how much it's going to cost. Actually, I know for a fact. Because we will, we'll play, uh, we'll play John, uh, no, we don't have John Landry talking about this specifically, but, um, people really genuinely don't realize how much an NFL player costs these days. Right. Uh, because like they have to, so no, tripling down on wide receiver right now, instead of spending money on an edge rusher or a, a linebacker or a tight end or something like that, that's yeah. just stupid at or this point. Or a D tackle. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll, and we can get some of the nooks and crannies of the roster in just a little bit, but just laying out the, the Lopez, again, the premise of this is, are Sean and Seth the epitome of what's wrong with Texan fans? Now, here is the audio that they played yesterday, John and Landry, that led to Lopez having that take. Here is First, here is Landry laying out some things that I said in the open to the show yesterday. Uh, I, I, this is how they set off. I really enjoyed listening to them this morning, by the way. It was good. Um, here was... Uh, Seth Payne starting off with their free agent philosophy and how it might be 
somewhat of a buzzkill. You got the Lopez types that are just, hey, man, you got the money, spend it. And then you got maybe the Sean and Seth types that are like, okay, let's take a look at this thing here and make sure we're doing this in a rational way. Again, I don't know necessarily a killjoy, but just like, hey, let's make sure we're looking at every angle here. So I do think one thing with Evans that just sort of popped into my head is oftentimes when you're going and getting those that level of wide receiver, there's a lot of gaga that comes with wide receivers. You know, rare is the Andre Johnson. You know, more of the wide receivers tend to – Skew to the side of being a little diva-ish. Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams can be a little much. Tyreek Hill has his yeah, issues, yeah. things like that. Mike Evans is not that. And so I, I think if you look at aspects of that wide receiver room, I think veteran leadership is really important to Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryans. Okay, okay, okay so yeah, just pause right there. Okay, so I'm, I mean, I'm actually entertaining Lopez's idea here, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving myself open to the idea of no, bringing No, 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 and I, I think, you know, like, ultimately... We're probably not as far apart on this as uh, as maybe we think we are when we're kind of arguing by proxy and sound clips here. Yeah. Um, you're right. Yeah. It's all it's all a matter of just keeping things in context and not and not going overboard. Right. So that was me. Here is the Seth portion of what led John to call us the epitome of what's wrong. Okay, I, I can aren't agree they, with that. Aren't they stating my case? I, I don't know. I think they were just playing both sides, doing what you okay. guys like to do today is play devil's advocate. Okay. Um, <laughs> But this was a response to the initial claim, and this is this is what Payne and Pendergast are when it comes to free agency. It's really? not it's not difference or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. maybe they just got hair on their balls, and the rest of the people don't. Mm-hmm. I realized yesterday. I don't. I, maybe you and I are sometimes are we're a little too adult. I think. Okay. I think sometimes we're we're we're, we're we're masters of self restraint. That's what people have always said about you and I since the time we were little. And uh, delayed gratification, all of that. Oh stuff. yeah, it's exactly what we're all about. I looked at my credit and card bills. Like- I, I think you and I, you and I, look at free agency. We're like, well, look, we got a limited budget. We want to be sure we, you know, get get the the bread and butter guys and bring back these guys back and everything. And you you don't allow yourself to dream. And I feel like we're kind of killjoys because of that. Okay. I feel like we're Uncle Buzzkill. Okay, okay, but I mean, sometimes you need a buzzkill to. Maintain a budget, you know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you don't have a buzzkill around sometimes. You don't have that big dom in your life to talk you off the ledge. You wind up paying Mike Evans $30 million a year, you know? Yeah, you, you know, you, like uh, the, a little bit of restraint at times yeah. um, is like by far the more proven approach to actually building long-term success in the right, NFL. Right, You know, uh, like I, I guess us talking about, you know, living frugally and spending appropriately is just somehow the epitome of... Of a mediocre attitude, and, 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 and instead of actually modeling it after teams that win and win and win and win and win, yeah. which it actually is, yeah. like no, you got to spend now and big, yeah. spend bigger, go home. Yeah. That's the only way to win. I feel dream team. We need a dream team. Okay, yeah. Okay, so that the, so that's the audio that led up to Lopez framing Payne and Pendergast as this. I feel like they are. The epitome. Uh oh. This never goes good. Like I said, you're going to make me fight with them. I think I feel like they are the epitome of the mindset that is hard to shake in this town. Like Seth literally said, limited budget. It's not an unlimited budget, but there are only five teams that have more money to spend than the Houston Texans this year. Five. Okay. If it's not unlimited. How is it not limited? <laughs> Every damn team in the league has a limited budget. Again, my 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 standard operating procedure is to understand there's a hard cap. Yeah. There's ways to manipulate it and get around it. But here's my actual real world experience. Okay. Here's my actual. This is why I am the way I am. This whole this whole nonsense about like, well, it's a mediocre attitude. You're settling for you want to be a 500 league type of team. All of this. I was on a team that had gone to a couple AFC championship games in the course of three years, and it was time to swing and swing large. Yeah. So they went out and they spent on Hardy Nickerson and Bryce Pop. I was on the Jaguars uh, back in 2000. Other, they, they were, that's it. We're gonna put it over the top. And we sucked. 
We ended up just, and it was an abomination. The Jaguars suffered for years because they splurged and spent a boatload of money because that's what it takes to win. That's what it takes to get by. No, that's the cheap and stupid methamphetamine way to get by for a little while. Like, you know, I'm all for, I'm all for paying guys in their prime, impact players, good money if they feel like they're a good bet, but understand that it's a bet. But also understand this. Yes, the Texans have, uh, depending on where you look at it, either five or six teams are ahead of the Texans right now. Yeah. I'm not going to call John, you know, it's, it's close. Yeah. But they're like... They got uh, a lot of money. They're, they're sixth or seventh in salary cap space right yep. now. Uh, which is a lot, but they also have the most free agents in the league. And one thing that I heard those guys talking about yesterday was like, well, yeah, but, you know, the guys are replacing. Don't, it's, it's no big deal. Like, I don't know. Again, I'll go ahead and say, yeah, we're the adults here, Sean, because we understand actually how much NFL players cost these days. We're not kids in a candy shop being like, I want that and that and that. Yeah. Now, Dad, go take me. I want a car. Oh, I'm not going to get a used car for my 16th birthday. All right. Uh, let's see. Starters from last year. No big deal. Doesn't cost anything. Steven Nelson, $5.3 million. Um, do you, would you like a kicker? Would you like a yeah, punter? Yeah, no, we need, I don't want Dario Gumbawale to kick again. Okay, Kaimi Fairbairn was $4 million last year. Cam Johnson was $3.4 million yeah. last year. Sheldon Rankins, the cap figure was lower, but he was out on one year $10 million deal. Yeah. Like you're paying yeah, yeah. for that. that. That got pushed down the road. Dalton Schultz, $6 million. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, Singletary, $3 million. Yeah. Uh, let's see. George Fant. Starter for most of the year, three million dollars. Mm-hmm. Like these are the guys you have to replace. That's about. I mean, you, you. I mean, I'm kind of doing the math. Am I? You're up in the t- over twenty million, tw- twenty twenty five million with those five or six guys, right? There. Yeah, with like five or six of those free agents yeah. that are apparently don't cost anything. Well, like the, it's not. It's not nineteen ninety two anymore. These guys cost more than three hundred thousand dollars a year. They they do they do. And and I, I'll boil it down to what I think it is with Lopez in just a second. But I think the other thing too, like the, like I'll tell you what, like an eye opening thing to me was the other day. It looked like a total non-story, and ultimately it probably is as far as the season goes. But they re-signed a couple of their restricted free agents, the Texans did. D'Angelo Ross for about a million, and this Dieter Iceland guy for a couple million bucks. And, like, okay, that's three million bucks right there. Like, the minimum salary for an NFL player is, is approaching a million dollars. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, each roster spot is going to be a minimum of a million bucks. So I know we, like... I know this is the antithesis of, yeah, let's go. Let's get our swords and go get Mike Evans and run into the field blind. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, I think it boils down to John Lopez. Is he's just mad that we don't want Mike Evans and Saquon Barkley at whatever cost. Because I'll have either of them on my team at the right cost. And I, by the way, I am not anti-splurging. I just don't think wide receiver is where I would splurge. I know it's not sexy to splurge on interior defensive line and linebacker. That makes way more sense to me than than splurging on on a thirty one year old, albeit a Pro Bowler, thirty yeah. one year well, old wide receiver and a twenty eight year old running back with injury with thing, injury history. By the way, the thing the the thing with Mike Evans is going to be that I think he's still so good or slash good enough that all it takes is two or three teams to really want him and feel like he's the linchpin or he's the key to really putting him over the top. One of those teams very well might be Tampa because they're going to say, well, if we're going to try to make it go with Baker Mayfield, there's no way in hell that we're not going to have Mike Evans here too. It's that I don't think he's going to be available at a discount. I think he is a classic guy of like a a team where people say, yeah, he's old. You know, I, I, the cautionary tale here, and another thing that Lopez said yesterday was like, well, these guys bring up these, you know, these rare exceptions or these rare examples. No, the vast majority of free agency work, uh, signings don't work out. The, the, the majority of guys who sign three-year deals don't play out, don't, don't last three years on the team. The majority of guys who sign four-year deals don't last four years on the team. Like, it is not a slam-dunk guaranteed thing at all. So yeah. it's not the exception at all. But, like, the Von Miller signing in Buffalo – you know, look, really looking back on that, that was something where they thought, all right, we're going to pay him a boatload of money, way more than we should, but he might th- be the key to getting us over the top. I think there's going to be multiple teams out there that look at Mike Evans that way. Mm-hmm. And maybe it works out with Mike Evans more so than it did with Von Miller, but I don't think the Texans, it, where they already have a position of strength at wide receiver with a healthy, presumably tanked Dell, I don't think they, they need to be the team that does that. Yeah, I, I'm all, look, and here's the thing. Sometimes when you get into debates like this, it, the – 
it's it's like there's an implication that Lopez wants to go spend the money and we want to somehow save the money like we can put it in an IRA or something like that. Yeah. Like no, I'm all for I'm all for spending all their cap money this offseason. Yeah. I just wouldn't spend it on a a tippy top contract for Mike Evans and a tippy top contract for Saquon Barkley. I don't think that's sm- I, I don't think that's a smart use of those resources. Right. You know, yeah. I I, yeah. I I would go tippy top on Patrick Queen. I would go tippy top on Christian Wilkins on the interior of the defensive line. Like that's I would splurge and pay what the market is for those guys because I feel like that's the side of the ball that I would address with contracts that are top of market, not with guys who are both past the age, Mike Evans and Saquon Barkley, past the age where there's normally fall off at those positions, mm-hmm. wide receiver and running back. Yeah, so um, I, I think that by the end of that segment, Lopez had basically said that they don't want it. He doesn't want to pay exorbitantly for Mike Evans. Well, I mean, this is free agency, man. You like you, and I, I always thank Mike Meltzer for teaching me this. By definition, when you acquire a player in free agency, by definition, you are overpaying mm-hmm. because whatever the market value is for that player, you you paid the most of whatever anybody else was competing for, other than like the rare instances where there's a hometown discount sure. or something. Yeah. So by definition, you're going to overpay for that guy. Yep. Um, and I don't need it to be and the 30-year-old guys or so. It, uh, it, it just, I don't need to spend exorbitantly. Now, if it works out and it just maybe he wants to take a hometown discount or I've misjudged the demand for him or what have you, yeah, I think he's a good veteran guy to have in there. If I'm going to spend exorbitantly at the top of the market, it's going to be at impact positions yeah. with guys who are healthy as hell and who I feel really good about are, are going to handle the money well too. Defensive end, linebacker, yeah. tight end, uh, not wide receiver this year. Yeah, yeah. Epitome. Are Seth and I the epitome of what the mentality has been in this town for years and years? Text messages coming in. Lopez is right. Need to go big in free agency and trades like D'Amico's old team, San Francisco, did with some of the best players through free agency and trades. Now, that was a team that was already – you know, hovered around the fringes of Super Bowls. They'd been to a Super Bowl in 2019, um, but okay. Well, uh, they have now. Now, to be clear, because that guy brings up, uh, if I'm reading the same text as you, uh, that guy brings up various high dollar players that they have on their team. Yeah, the majority of their really good players they've gotten through the draft um, or trade where you have to remember with Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey, the mo- a, a big chunk of his salary had already been paid by yep. the, by the Carolina Panthers. That wasn't as much of a financial risk as it was a draft risk for them. Uh, let's see. Text message. Spending big in free agency. Isn't just about Mike Evans. When this is presented, it seems like the only option. What about linebacker? Right. What about D tackle? Yeah. What about edge? Yeah. Exactly. That, that, that's my point to Lopez. Is like I, I think John is mad that we don't want to spend exorbitantly on the guys he likes. On his guys. On his guys. But his guys, but his guys are also, again, it's an old wide receiver and it's a running back in general. And like those are the most uh, – running back especially. I won't say about wide receiver, but running backs are the most notoriously risky signing. So to act like honestly – it's malfeasance to say that there's no risk in signing Saquon Barkley, that it's a slam dunk, yeah. and that you're going to, oh, well, it's easy, plug and play. That's, that's the one position where it's, it's rare. The exception is that it actually works out yeah. to pay a running back on his second contract. I got to know what John paid for his boats throughout his life. I got to know if John, like all of a sudden, if John got like a big payday or he had a really good year, yeah. did he just go pay like a 20% premium for a boat that he has? Like, yeah, I got to go have this boat. Like, was there no negotiation? Honestly, in this whole, like, epitome of the mediocre attitude, um, like, that is, that's just, it's like trying to call people chicken to to win an argument or to to get him to do something. Yes. Like, oh, what are you, chicken? Lopez is a bully. Like, yeah. He's a bully. And, uh, again, so, again, I guess we are being the adults. Yeah. We're, we're being the adults. Yep. I come in with reason and facts and I like the the counter argument is what are you guys chicken? Yeah, what are you guys chicken? Not afraid to go for it? Right, you don't want it. Yeah, you gotta keep your eye on the prize, eye of the tiger, yeah. whatever. I can throw at you. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, John comes walking in with diamond studded glasses, and he just bought a horse. You know. <laughs> 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 like, do you guys do? know that you can cash advance on your credit card? He's, he, Did you know that? John you probably don't even in, know that, do you? Because you, you got you got such tiny testicles. In, in a in, in an overpriced in an overpriced sports car, hauling a racehorse behind it. <laughs> he's got he's got 
those those truck balls yeah. with truck balls on the truck balls. Yes, yeah. He's got, Diamond encrusted. He's got four sets of testicles Diamond encrusted truck, truck yeah. balls. All right. <laughs> Payne and Pendergast with you. That was fun. We'll, we'll, this will all get hashed out by Crosstalk today. I'm not going into the weekend without this getting hashed out with Lopez. All right. Um, Astros updates here. Confirmation on something I said last year. Justin Verlander confirms the other teams he may have gone to. Could the other teams Verlander may have gone to really spark the Astros getting that deal done? And Jake Myers goes to the University of Casario. We've got all that coming up. A little Astros roundup for you coming up next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, good text coming in. We'll read some of the texts based on the previous segment. A lot of diverse views on free agency with the Texans and where our show stands, where In the Loop stands, Lopez in particular. We'll get to those. Um, Some quick updates from Astros spring training. I got to say, I feel a little vindicated last year. There were some people who thought I might have been fat shaming Christian Javier when I said he looks a little overweight. Turns out, Javi was heavy. He was Christian heavier. He was was, uh, 15 pounds or at least he's he's lost 15 pounds since last year. That was a good one. Is that the first time you said Christian heavier? Yes. Okay, good. I was, afraid I, had, I was afraid I had missed it. No, other times. it just popped into You're my head. You're on fire this morning with Thanks, the fat man. jokes, Thanks, Sean. Thanks, man. I appreciate you first, it. Uh, you said his nickname last year wasn't El Reptile. It was El Hippo. El Hippo. <laughs> and now you're... One per You're retroactively hour. fat shaming. Stay him. tuned. No, this is what we need to do to keep him on the on the straight and narrow Absolutely. path. Absolutely, yeah, man. He might be like walking past the buffet, thinking he needs some chicken fingers or something. <laughs> and you just, you just, he needs you behind him. He going, does. El hippo, El hippo, El hippo. Uh, Christian heavier. That's a no, no, El hippo. Javi yeah, was heavy. Javi was heavy. Um, so does the? Hey, well, uh, we're at it. Yeah, yeah. My new dream couple, Framber Rose. <laughs> he's married. I think he's married. Yeah. yeah. So never mind. I don't. That's not my dream couple. I take that back. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. If something happens, then that's the dream couple. Framber Rose. Framber. Yeah. It's a ready-made mashup name right there. Yeah. Oh, nope. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have to actually. Give it to me, Shannon. Oh yeah. <laughs> it fires me up, man. Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp <laughs> reacting to Johnny Manziel trashing Kevin Sumlin was... Oh, yeah! <laughs> All right, Christian. Are you sure that wasn't when uh, when Johnny said he was on the cocaine diet? It could have been anything. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> so good. Um, all right, All right. So, so yeah, Christian Javier did lose 15 pounds. He lost 15 pounds. Does that make you more optimistic that he regains his old form next year? It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I think that uh, in line with my theory of weight gain and loss, mm-hmm. a player who's in his prime and functioning great and already doing well should never feel like, you know what I'm going to mess around with now is my body weight. Uh, so, But with Christian Javier, you needed an intervention. Yeah. And it, and it sounds like the way they described it, 
like, okay, his mechanical issues, it might have been a snowball effect, like a, a vicious cycle of, okay, there was a mechanical issue and then it was harder to fix with the weight or maybe the weight caused the mechanical issue, but whatever it was, yeah, the his ability to A, fix the mechanical issues, and then B, you know, keep your form. When you lose your endurance, that's what goes first. That's yeah. your first indicator that you're tired a lot of times is when your form starts to go Sloppy. in any regard. Yep. Yeah. Like, okay, then you, you're, you're, you're getting fatigued. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're trying to implement these mechanical changes while also 15 pounds overweight, that could be tough. And I think that, um, yeah, you might end up seeing – It'd be interesting to see if we see like uh, like other I don't know maybe if he's a little bit more bendy and limber and everything maybe yeah. you start to see even more vertical drop on maybe his it's even the b- the invisible is even more invisible that would be Does sweet the invisible become like yeah just damn like what what's the one step past invisible uh, like a black hole probably that just sucks things into it it's not just invisible it's a vortex in the it universe fries their brains right right it goes from the invisible to the magneto ball or something yes. yeah shohei yeah. otani didn't just strike out he was sucked into a black hole and disappeared he's in an Christian insane Obvio. asylum maybe though yes. too yeah yeah something like that justin verlander did an interview with the new york post that dropped yesterday and in it he revealed among other things that the Dodgers and the Orioles appeared to be two teams that were very, very interested in picking him up at the trade deadline. And he would have been, and there were probably more teams, but he would have been good with going to either of those places, the Dodgers or Baltimore. And I know oh. some people may go, okay, Balt- I know Baltimore was good last year. Um, that would have been a lot like him, maybe a leap of the leap of faith he made in 2017 going to the Astros. The Baltimore yeah. situation would have been very similar. I think sometimes people forget he's from Virginia. So he's kind of from that mid-Atlantic part of the country. He mentioned that in this article. I do wonder if the Dodgers part of it, like how much of an impetus that was for the Astros to get a deal done. I think Astro fans, if they knew Justin Verlander were available and looked at what the final deal wound up being with a team like the Dodgers, and and, 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 uh, Astro fans saw that, saw Verlander going to the Dodgers, how much backlash there would be. With Crane, even though Crane's yeah. been amazing as an owner, yeah, I'm trying to think about like I'm trying to like remember exactly what the fan sentiment was about Crane at that moment because it's a little bit different now that they're actually going to be up into the luxury tax, uh, you know, for the, uh, the the CBT tax um, for the first time and and all these other I'll, dynamics. I'll tell you what it was. Yeah, it was. Not anger towards Crane, but there was a lot of frustration over how much power he gave Jeff Bagwell in the offseason. Yeah. And they'd made yeah. bad signings. The Jose yeah. Abreu signing at the trade deadline was not viewed as a great signing. The Rafael Montero signing was a disaster. Michael Brantley had yet to play baseball when the trade deadline rolled around. So I think there would have been backlash. I'm not saying, like, look, Jim Crane's brought two championships here, so it's never going to be you know backlash to where people aren't showing yeah. up at the ballpark. But there would have been anger, for sure. I, just, I, I wish I had brought up the Astros about when it comes to spending money on multiple aging veterans uh, when we were arguing against Lopez Mike Evans. I was segment. thinking the same yeah. thing just now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah Bring in Jose Abreu, too, while we're at it. Can the Texans use Jose Abreu? Right. He's been on Pilates now. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure he's worth the money. Yep, yep. So the Dodgers in Baltimore – um, were the two teams, were two of the other teams that were that were in on Verlander. It's a good piece about Verlander, very introspective. Admits he was early on in his career not the greatest teammate in the world. Feels like we in Houston got a much better version of Verlander when he got here yeah. than maybe he was early in his career in Detroit. Well, there was, that, there was that article that came out of a New York paper last year about how teammates had regarded Verlander as a diva. Mets teammates, sort. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, like there's a, a blurb in here where it actually says the diva comment bothered him so much that he called his teammates to check. Everyone I spoke to said JV, that's not the case. Mm. Um, at one time he wouldn't have cared, but obviously he does now. This is what the writer said. That's interesting. So yeah, they they paint a picture of a guy who you know Verlander himself says I wasn't always the best teammate. I was like a horse with blinders on running a race. I'm mm-hmm. in it. This is what it takes to be as great as I can be. Don't get in my way. Mm-hmm. That didn't provide a lot of. BS time. Hmm. If you weren't on that wavelength, we didn't connect. Mm-hmm. So I, I think like a lot of athletes, when they're hyper focused, when they're younger, they they start to realize as they get a little bit older, I got I got to start focusing outward a little bit and yep. being a good teammate to the younger guys. Makes me feel that much better about Spencer Aragetti having his locker next to Verlander. Absolutely. That, 
maybe maybe previously, like in another lifetime or earlier in his career, Verlander wouldn't have given a damn about some of the younger guys. Yeah, I feel like he's uh, a, he's much he's evolved into that elder statesman type now. I agree. Um, Jake Myers, big article from Chandler Rome about Jake Myers and how this offseason was really a lot about the mental for him, not as much the physical. He is going to be the starting center fielder more days than not. Jake Myers appears to be going to the uh, the University of Casario. Let's Phoenix? Oh. No, maybe. I thought we were going into a live read here. Maybe, All maybe, right. yeah. <laughs> Sean Pendergast, a minute here for my friend Jake Myers at University of Phoenix. Um no, the old uh, the old process over results. Here's Casario with us back at the end of training camp. <laughs> That's the hope. <laughs> we don't control what the record is, what we're going to be, what it's going to look like. All we can control is our attitude and our performance on a day-to-day basis. It's a process-driven league. Boom! And you just there we go. To- process-driven league. He said that many times, Nick. Don't focus on the results. We focus on the process. Jake Myers on Wednesday said this. I think in the last few years, I've gotten too caught up in the results, and it's caused me to be an emotional roller coaster. That's really the problem with all of it, just riding the roller coaster. You have to be even keeled, and you have to focus on bum, 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 the process. Yeah. End quote. I think in, in baseball, even more so than football, it's, I don't want to say easier to do that, but you have more tools because you can analyze an at bat. And I think you know, baseball, you hear a lot more about it nowadays about. You know, you can have a good at-bat and, you know, make good contact. You have got the right launch angle, all that stuff. And guys will start to look at it that way. Is all right, look, I'm in a, I haven't had a hit. I've, I've gone 20 at-bats without a hit, but I'm having good at-bats. And it makes it easier to kind of stay even keeled and maybe still work on the little things, but without panicking yep. and without getting into an emotional funk or what have you. I think for young players it's a lot harder, though, because you're still – it's impossible to not every now and then look at your conventional stat line and, and freak out about it a little bit when you know you're under the gun and when you've got, you know, you got another young player there that, that, at center field that you're competing with. So, yeah, that part of it, um, you know, and maybe a spot I'll be really good in that regard and, mm-hmm. and keeping guys, you know, not on that level, yep. process oriented. Yep. Um, all right, we, got a, we have a ton of good texts reacting to the two approaches to free agency the PNP approach versus the Lopez approach. We'll get to some of those in the next segment. So we got a nice long segment coming up to the top of the hour, the 8 at 8, people reacting to that. We'll get to that in just a little bit, give that enough time to breathe. Steven Nelson, his podcast, dropped another episode. Steven Nelson weighs in on the Amber Rose and C.J. Stroud situation. You will not want to miss this. That is next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, Steven Nelson has a podcast. I don't know that I'd put it on my recommends list. It's, it, it, it's technically it's a, work a, in, it's a work in progress. That's a good way to put it. It's a work in progress, yeah. yeah. I, like, I, I don't, I'm not going to, I actually feel bad retroactively for the way I treated Lonnie Johnson's YouTube because, you know, you're just trying something, you put it out there, and, you know, everything, everything you do is going to suck the first 
few times you try it. So I uh, don't. I don't <laughs> feel bad. You know why? Because we gave that podcast more pub than any anywhere else did. And yeah. if you go back and look at the number of views, I'm confident that 80% of them came from our audience. So Stephen Nelson, that's probably true. Actually, I think I did. I did. I, I checked that. I, I can remember going back and kind of seeing how many subscribers they got. You never after got any traction. They listened man. to one of ours and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he has a co-host who's like his personal trainer, and I don't think they say his name. Uh. But it's on Stephen Nelson's YouTube channel. It's a work in progress. Yeah. Um. Okay. The, last night they did a live stream. Mm-hmm. I got excited. I texted you yesterday afternoon because I. I <laughs> Because they had teased that they were going to talk about yeah. Amber Rose. Live and this is hours. relevant. This is actually relevant. We're not going to be accused no. of bringing up something irrelevant. And, and it was this a, is a Texans player who is currently a free agent, yep. uh, or about to become a free agent, talking about C.J. Stroud and Amber Rose. Yeah, man. He gave uh, <laughs> he a good dude, man. He gave, he gave Shorty a ride to the uh, to the hotel. I don't see no no issue in that. You know, I think nah, people, bro. I don't understand why people be making a big deal about these situations, though. You don't. I think it'd be. Uh, just on the outside looking in, it'd be the individual. Like, people might have a negative outlook on certain people or whatever for whatever reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess Amber Amber or whatever. And he's so young. So, like, from what I've seen, like, people are like, oh, no, stay away. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Shoot, that's a good wholesome Why are y'all saying that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Does anybody know Amber personally? Yeah, why y'all saying stay away? <laughs> Thank you. You know what I mean? She CJ, do your thing. She ain't slap nobody. <laughs> she ain't slap nobody. Yeah. And uh, I think that Dante is his co-host. Okay, Dante. I don't know what Dante's last name is, but he's the deep voice guy. I'm, I'm starting. I'm starting to enjoy. I am starting to enjoy Stephen Nelson's uh, YouTube channel slash podcast. They just have. They've got a few little. They've got to. They've got to iron some things out. But yeah. other than that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they drink, so, right? They drink while they're doing. I it? think they were at this time. They were. It was a yeah. live stream. Yeah. So the live streams tend to be a lot rougher too when you yeah. first when you first start. Well, juice, my they... live streams suck, and I'm a hundred episodes into it. <laughs> um, so I can't. I can't. I, I just can't. Uh, they got more sponsors on their podcast than I do already. So um, okay. So as far as CJ being a nice young man, giving her a ride back to the hotel. Yeah. And Dante. Uh, Dante says. Um, he doesn't see what the issue is. Uh, yeah, she I, says she hasn't slapped anybody. Right. <laughs> Dante, I don't know. Dante seemed like a little incredulous that it got as much attention as it did. You know, and it, it's like well, she's, she's he, Amber Rose and he's one of, right now, he's one of the most famous faces of the NFL. Yeah. Dante brought it up without really a lot of information about it. He's kind of had, he wanted Steven to explain it to him. So he said, yeah, so what is this about yeah. CJ and Amber Rose? Right. And then Steven gave his, his version of, you know, basically it's just something to talk about. Um, and, uh, so I guess the way, the way Steven had described it, that was just like, you know, I guess what the reports were. Like, yeah. literally, okay, he gave her a ride back to her hotel. Yeah. I will say, I think that one thing that sometimes some people are mischaracterizing is that they're thinking that it's like her hotel specifically when my read on it is that because she says she missed the Sprinter bus, yeah. like, that was the bus that the Cactus Jack tournament had organized to take all of the celebrity participants back to the hotel where they were okay. all staying. It's generally how it goes. They don't spread them out amongst various Airbnbs and hotels or what have you. And I think uh, because the way uh, – I had an issue with the way Lopez was framing it where it was saying that he took her back to her hotel room. Room, yeah. Which is yeah. a whole different scenario, like getting invited up to the room and taking her to the room. Yeah, that's a different different deal than just driving her back to the hotel where everybody else is It staying. is, but it – okay, so does it make a difference, though, that it was like some community hotel for all the celebs in from out of town versus dropping her off at a hotel that she might have booked herself? I feel like it does. Okay. Yeah. I, it's, a, it's a lower level of intimacy. People okay. hear hotel and it triggers something in their brain like, ah, I went back to her hotel with okay. her, did he? Yeah. Then ah. it was accommodations probably booked by the Cactus Jack people. Right. As opposed yeah. to Amber Rose's personal assistant putting her at some boutique hotel in downtown. Yeah. And yeah. again, likewise, I don't think the sprinter was her sprinter alone that left without her somehow. That I believe. It was the, yeah. it was the shuttle bus yeah. back to the hotel. With you on that. Yeah. Do we have any more Steven Nelson? I want more we Steven have, Nelson. Okay, so I did hear In the Loop have a nice conversation about this yesterday. Yeah. Kind of the modern dynamics between men and women. Yeah. And Steven Nelson was like saying, hey, let's not keep a double standard on this.
It's just something to talk about, you know? That's all it is. And then the women get the bad end of the stick. Like, yo, women can talk to, say, the same amount of mm-hmm. people that an athlete talk to. Yeah. Well, but they get looked the wrong way. Just a man in general, like, you know? I feel like... um that just go out. That, that go. That goes even deeper. Like when we talk about, you know, when you get when you meet a girl, mm-hmm. and as men, <coughs> excuse me, we we more concerned with you know how many how many skeletons they got in their closet when we 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 got a whole graveyard. We got a whole graveyard. We got a whole graveyard. Yeah, I like that he includes everybody in that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, he's like, hey, I know all you out there right. getting yours too. Yeah, Dude, I have the That's lamest a... graveyard of all time. Like, yeah. <laughs> Your graveyard is barely. A... I know. I have way too much grass in my <laughs> graveyard. City's gonna relocate it someday. Way like, too ah, much that's good real estate right there for those. Four Derek graves. Jeter. Derek Jeter's got like one of those inner city graveyards where the graves are all like lined up like dominoes next to each other. Yeah, I mean, that's skeletons in our graveyard, man. So in the loop was talking about this, and I thought it was a good conversation because I think that Landry and. Figgy, we're kind of saying that, especially in celebrity circles, you know, it almost becomes a status symbol for, hey, if I'm with a woman who I don't know, like Reggie Bush was with, then uh, like I've attained that certain level. Oh, I used to be Kanye. I don't know where I don't know where Kanye is on the status level. He's anymore. very famous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say and Lopez probably represented most guys our age where he's kind of like, I don't know, like it's. Really? Like that's a status thing? Like usually like the the old dynamic was that you wanted somebody that hadn't hadn't been around right, the block all that much. Right, yeah. I think that I think a younger generation is way less likely to be super married to the double standard. Mm-hmm. In theory, I'm skeptical that it doesn't still play out on the personal level mm. pretty often. You yeah. know, I think that's something that people can that's the kind of thing that people act elevated about until until it's your girlfriend. And I I'm not so sure. Yeah. How the dating apps work into it now too. Everything's just so much more like room service, self serve. You know, in terms of getting I, with people and whatnot. I guess my best. It's, it's a simpler process, it seems like nowadays, yeah. than it was for us. I think if you, this is one thing I learned when I was younger. You got to really work really hard to try to not care and not ever be curious about like what somebody's body count is. Yeah, it just it's not. It's going to affect things too much. Mm-hmm. You got to just now it's I mean, you got to also, you know, you got to have a little bit of a background check. Yeah. You got to know you're not dealing with. You got to let that go, Seth. Super. What's that? <laughs> you got to let that go. You let that go, too. <laughs> yeah. Let go any kind of body. Yeah. Like, yeah just yeah. Well, what if she's don't. got like what if she's got like three kids by three different dudes and okay. she doesn't have custody that's, of any okay. of them? Well, now that's, is that enough of a background check? Well, is it is. It is because then there's actual human beings involved. Like right, the kids. right, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I just meant like the, you know, the the body count, the relationship body count. It's not. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You got to try to try like hell not to care about that. Right, you right. can get there, man. You can get there. So, um, so Lopez said this about but, me and well, but try yeah, not yeah. to find out about the body count though, too. Yeah, ignorance that, is that, bliss sometimes. That's what, yeah, that's what aggravates people. Yeah, because then you start going through in your mind about the potential scenarios and everything. You can and, probably cobble yeah. it together fairly decently through social media. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's you a lot you do like now, Facebook then. and Instagram forensics and go, okay, well, I've, by my, you know, like when they go through people's books, like the accounting forensics, they're like, we're going through his books and we feel like they come up with a number and they feel like his net worth is probably X. You know, that happens a lot in divorces, you know, when, when one side is trying to figure out what the more wealthy side is worth and they go through all the different things. They go, here's what we think the number is. That's what you need. You need a service for relationships where you have some sort of detective go through somebody's social media and look at their Facebook and Instagram, maybe even X or whatever and you can go back, probably mostly Facebook and Instagram, because that's where more relationship stuff lives. And you go through, and they go back through all of it, and they go, you know what? At least going back to 2008, yeah, we feel like they've been with 13 people, that kind of thing. <laughs> but no, you know, why would you want to know? It's an estimate. I'm saying if you want to know. If people want to know. know. If people oh, oh know. based on their, yeah, okay. So based on their behavior and everything online, online, whether or not they're specifically saying it or anything, here's our estimation of what the average right. it's person a, like this would have been. I got you. Yeah, it's a formula. It's along an estimation. With, yeah, along with the actual okay. number of people that they appear to be with in those pictures okay. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I think that would sense. be a valuable service. 
All right, hey kids, forget all that advice I just gave you. <laughs> I'm going deep in on Brandy Dude, now. That's I feel a, like I'm that, gonna hire this guy that you just told me. That's about. actually a big book of business ideas right there. I feel like it is. I don't know. Um, Estimating prior behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a, a detective, a private eye of sorts, a detective who can go through people's social media and come up with a number. Um, all right, uh, Lopez. Based on Seth and I being a little more measured in our approach to free agency, while still wanting to spend, basically because. Seth and I don't want to spend top dollar on Mike Evans and Saquon Barkley. Lopez said this about us. I feel like they are the epitome. Uh-oh. And, this and, never goes good. Like I said, you. you're going to make me fight with them. I, think, I feel like they are the epitome of oh, no. the <laughs> mindset that is hard to shake in this town. Yeah. Like, Seth literally said limited budget. It's not an unlimited budget. Right. But there are only five teams that have more money to spend than the Houston Texans this year. Okay. Five. Five. Okay, good, good, good And if there's one thing we know is that when you've got a lot of money to spend, you better spend it all because you don't get to roll it over into the next – oh, wait, yes, you do. Yeah, you do actually in the NFL. Right, right, right. Um, It's unlike, yeah, the whole like you can't take it with you when you go mentality. Yeah. Uh, Like, no, it doesn't work in the NFL. You actually do get to take it with you when you go. I'm all for spending top dollar, and it's but for me it's on the defensive side of the ball, and it's for guys who are – Entering their prime. Second contract yeah. guys, not third contract guys. I tell you, no, and honestly, that every time I listen to that, I get like more I get more PO'd about the mindset that's hard to shake. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a mindset that right. oh well, this is gonna you've build. got that we're not actually good enough mentality. <laughs> you're like, oh, you just wanna be average or mediocre. It's a mindset that's hard to shake. <laughs> like we know Sean and Sean and Seth don't really understand <laughs> uh, what it takes to to win it all. This is yeah. going to build to a crescendo at 10 o'clock, I have a feeling. <laughs> all right. The mindset that's hard to shake. Um, text messages coming in. Um, I think Lopez, my guy, is the epitome of the guy who still thinks showing off your chest hair is still cool. It's not the 80s, bro. Lopez it does is. show off his chest hair. I don't have a problem right, with it. Yeah, yeah he, he actually well, does. Well, I, I think that's the, the the other problem I have with Lopez is that he's presenting it like um, like this is the only path to championship right, football. Right, right, right. To right. spend extravagantly on positions or free ag- types of free agents that are notoriously risk uh, risky. You know, uh, age a, a wide receiver in his thirties or a running back in general. Right. Um, text message. You guys want a Corolla. John wants a Camaro. Corolla is longer term, but boring. Yeah. Okay. Boring wins, man. But well, yeah, like defensive tackle and linebacker, not as sexy as, uh, as a future hall of fame wide receiver or a former number two overall pick at running back. They're not, I'll admit that. I don't know that it makes the Texans a better football team, which is really all I care about. Um, let's see here. More texts coming in. Yep. Lopez is right. Seth, those were poor GMs, best teams, best GMs, spend big and smart. San Francisco has 10 players at over $10 million average per year, and we have four. Oh, the last part, the Texans are at a different stage than the Niners are right now. Well, they're at a different stage, but they also, like, you're right. They did things smart. They don't go out and spend exorbitantly in free agency every year. I don't know where that, I don't know how that's linked. Like, yeah, they've got a bunch of players that are worth over $10 million, um, without even looking at it, I can tell you uh, the majority of them were either A, drafted by the 49ers, or B, acquired at a discount. Like Trent Williams was acquired at an extreme discount. Mm-hmm. Back when the Texans had a bad GM by the name of William O'Brien, mm-hmm. the Texans could have had him. Instead of trading two first-round picks for Laramie Tunsil, That's right. they, could have, they could have traded a third and a fifth for, for Trent Williams. Um, could Evans be signed like D-Hop did late last year in the offseason with the Titans? No chance. Mike Evans will be gone by five days into free agency. You know, he's – and by the way, you you want to – if you're a guy who can max out and get big money, you've got to – It's it ain't baseball. Like football, it is a land rush for the salary cap money. That's why yeah. sometimes teams will do a solid to veteran guys that they're cutting and actually cut them maybe a little bit early so that they make sure they get in on the land rush for dollars. Like football don't, – don't conflate the two sports. Like baseball – there's still marquee, like Mike Evans equivalent free agents still sitting there in baseball. Like Blake Snell is still sitting there. You know, Cody Bellinger, guys like that, they're still sitting there in free agency. Football, it's 
you, it, it is a land rush to go get those salary cap dollars. You know, Charvarius Ward's an interesting one for the 49ers. I'm looking at their, like, okay, so the guys that they have, their their highest paid players. Since, uh, you know, San Francisco is the model for apparently the only way to win is to spend exorbitantly in free agency. Even though they couldn't beat the team, the Chiefs, that do not spend exorbitantly in free agency. Um Trent Williams, they acquired for nothing. They ended up giving him his huge contract after he was already established on the team. Debo Samuel, draft pick. Eric Armstead, Fred Warner, George Kittle, draft picks. Charvarius Ward was like a budget free agency signing who ended up being really uh, ended up getting a new contract for them. If I if I remember correctly, okay. You know, Nick Bosa. Draft picks. Draft Christian picks. McCaffrey, the, uh, the Panthers paid the majority of his salary, um, and they, but they did spend draft capital on Big him. Big draft capital, yeah. Brandon Ayuk, Dre Greenlaw, Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah. Dra- drafted, drafted, yeah. drafted, drafted. Yeah. I yeah. guess the, the one example for the Niners would be Javon Hargrave last year. You yeah. Know, he was, yeah. And that would, be, that would be like the Texans signing Christian Wilkins. You know, interior defensive lineman, top of the market. Maybe not a perennial Pro Bowl or something like that, but somebody who's got that kind of skill level. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I don't want to sign. Yeah, I'll gladly spend on an interior defensive lineman, an edge rusher, a linebacker. I'd, I'd gladly spend on those guys. Totally cool but with don't, spending. Don't act like signing Mike Evans is the litmus test for whether or not you really want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, you don't want to sign Mike Evans? You're the mindset that's hard to shake in Houston you're Texans an fans. You that's why you're always going to be. That's why you're always going to be mediocre because yeah. you don't want to. You don't want to go for the gusto and yeah. sign. Mike Evans. When the Come word on. when the word epitome comes out, it's you know it's not good. You could hear Landry play the beginning of that cut again, Ben. You could hear Landry. Landry knew. I feel like they are the epitome. Uh oh. This, this and, never goes good. Like I said, you're gonna okay, make me fight. There you with go. Them. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you're gonna make me fight with them. That's a good one. Too. You're gonna make me fight with them. Yeah, epitome, man. If you're the epitome of something. I, that yeah. something is usually not a good thing on the other end of that statement. You know who is the epitome of doing it the right way? Who? The Bills when they gave Von Miller a huge contract. According to John Lopez, they are. That's been a disaster for yeah. the Bills. Big time. But that's the epitome of doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. Giving, giving a 30-plus-year-old defense edge rusher a huge contract is the epitome of doing it the right way. Yep. Yeah. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 